You're listening to another Type 40 Live Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook. Audio editions of our video content originally streamed to YouTube and other platforms. A quick reminder, this is recorded completely live and we interact with viewers across those platforms in real time. The occasional detail may get lost in translation, we're working on that, and the odd swear word may pass one or more of our lips, so this show may not be suitable for the under-15s. Now that's all straight. Let's start the show. sad this evening and I send my deepest sympathies to you of course I do but for the rest of us for the majority of us it really is party time tonight here at Type 40 Live I'm going to bring in the rest of them in a moment let's see who's with us hi garbage good to see you good news good news lots of emojis on the screen as well (laughs) <laughs> the talents of Wayne Chiang haven't seen you around for a while, Wayne. I know your name name's not, not really Wayne, but yeah, well, you know. <laughs> oh, lots of mega the extremist. Woohoo! <laughs> Yahtzee Yistophobe says, Yub, nub. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> Mr. Brown Alliance is in the house. Hey, all. Who else have we got? <laughs> Queen Charlotte. Yep, the fandom has never been this active in years. You haven't seen my moves yet, everybody. <laughs> okay. Yes, and as Derek Brady says, watching in the chat on YouTube, it is party time. We are live streaming at the moment to YouTube. Of course, we are the world's largest streaming platform, as always. And over to the Type 40 Facebook group and Facebook page all our followers out there come join the party come and come there let's know what's on your mind your questions about the short-term future of doctor who and the long-term future of doctor who and about today's news we want to hear it all join us in the live chat right now comment along Let us know what you've seen out there and where you've seen it. We've got press statements and the rest of it. Let's get this off, shall we? <laughs> Let's get the party really started. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, I haven't got the hat on, although it was tempting. Yeah, it's it's uh, 
been quite a day, hasn't it? I don't know where you were when you heard the news, but I think that this will be, for Doctor Who fans, similar to uh, remembering where you were when you heard the news about maybe the Kennedy assassination or one of those big events, one of those big global news events in times past. It's a momentous day for, for Doctor Who and the majority of the fan base who, let's be honest, here on Type 40 Live, I don't think it's any secret that we've not been big fans of the current era. And, uh, yeah, we, we knew, and we've been talking about this for a long, long time, how the, uh, the whole business wouldn't be long in finishing. So we're going to bring in some, some of the familiar voices that you know from our afternoon shows right now. First of all, he's been over on social media <laughs> checking what the lay of the land is over there, what is the feeling in the fan base. But uh, you're going to bring him on first and say hello to JT. Hi. Hello, Spacebookers. What a yeah. fantastic day. I hope you're all enjoying this. What a time we've had. If you'd seen me a couple of hours ago, Spacebookers, I was bouncing off the walls. I've got, I, I've got my times all mixed up. I didn't realize. I thought it was 6 o'clock UK time. It turns out it was half past eight. <laughs> it's been amazing for the social media. We're going to be coming to that very shortly. Thank you so much for collating all the info and bringing it back to us. Because, yes, we had no idea we were going to be live until a couple of hours ago. This story <laughs> broke at 3 p.m. this afternoon. If you scramble together as many of the people who could make it off the panel as possible, including my mate, the TV industry insider, Simon Horton. Woo! Hello. Look at me. I'm beaming. I'm beaming. I'm always beaming. People, people know I'm always beaming, but literally, I'm beaming. This is just beaming. I, I am as I am. I am as excited as if the show was coming back in 2005. If you know what I mean, it's that degree oh. of, of. You know what I mean? It's just bring it on. I'm it's such yeah. a good it's, it's wide open now. The possibilities <laughs> are are wide open. But yes. Uh, of course, if you're watching this later on at some time in the future, this is the day where we got the news many of us knew in our hearts was coming. You didn't have to be Poirot to work this out, but Jodie Whittaker is indeed leaving the lead Woo! role of our favourite TV show, Doctor Who, after four agonising years of, of this entire era rolling out and just over two and a half seasons on screen. We're going to come to the big press release in a moment. But first of all, I want to bring on somebody else. And if you have been watching the channel, if you've seen some of our other videos on other sci-fi and fancy projects, uh, projects, franchises and products, you'll have seen him. But he's, he, yes, this is his first time on Type 40 Live. Please welcome, all the way from Tasmania, our international correspondent, Matt Pott. Hello. Thank you so hey, much, Dan. Uh, What a great day, eh? Oh, I tell you what, I haven't been able to sleep. It's like six o'clock in the morning here, and I've been up. Oh. The news came at midnight, and I just I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. Not hey, Matt, Matt. It's like Christmas all over again. It is. It it's is. a Doctor Who Christmas. Hey, Matt, why are you wearing a hat? Because uh, we're in the middle of winter. <laughs> It's very cold. It's a, it's a Nardole cosplay. I can't get the smile off my uh, face. There's Mega the Extremist. Me neither. Disaster area says, let's get the party Woo! started. I'm game for that. Queen Charlotte says, so many smiles today. And lots of hello, Simon. Hello, Simon, says the talents of Wayne Chayanne. Hello, I'm back. And I'm back. back. Hey, Vanessa. Hello, lovely. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Wayne Chayanne. <laughs> It's good to see so many people here right away. JT, JT, JT. 
Hi, Mega. Yeah, lots and lots of congratulations. People, people How you can tell, can't you? We all are. I'll tell, tell you what we need to do, Spacebookers. This is a special day, June the 29th, 2021. Here's, a, here's something that we can do as part of Type 40. Every single year on June the 29th from now on, we have to have a celebration. Let's get that going. This is the day that we were told that Chibnall and Whitaker were leaving, especially next year, because if we make a big fuss of this, the BBC will really get the message that we didn't like this change, this attitude and this look and this bending of the knee virtual signaling version of our favourite TV show. Let's start this. Sod Doctor Who Day whenever that comes up. We need something on the 29th of June every year. I couldn't agree more. Let's let's get it out of the way. Okay, here she is. This, bye uh, bye, Jody. Bye-bye, Jody. <laughs> Tell us Don't how you really feel, Simon. Hit you on your way out. So, yeah, this is the story that broke this afternoon at 3 o'clock, UK time at any rate. And we're going to take a look at the uh, at the press release. The press release now. If I can yeah. get up on, on the screen. We're getting serious, so, yeah. aren't we? So, yep. yeah, the headline was from the BBC themselves, Jody Whittaker and Chris Chibnall. God, the double whammy. I couldn't believe my eyes when I, when I saw this on teletext. It just said Jody Whittaker. Oh, I, I was I was visiting a relative, just saw the name Jody Whittaker, and of course you hit on it, and then the entire story comes to light. Jody Whittaker is to step down from the lead role in Doctor Who. The BBC has confirmed the first woman to play the Time Lord will. Ba- they never mentioned that, do they? The first woman to play the mm. Time Lord will bow out in autumn 2022, <laughs> along with showrunner Chris Chibnall. As if it wasn't sweet enough, everybody. Victory. <laughs> Whitaker will star in a new six-part series later this year, exactly like we've been saying on Type 40 Live since February, was it, Simon? January. Uh, January. No, it's January. Yep, January. It was the first show after Christmas that we started talking this. I have to say as well, let's big up our team on this show, the Type 40 team. Let's big this up. Everything that we have said since before Christmas, and especially since January, the way we've said it, the way we've put, it's as though the BBC is watching the show because it's all coming to fruition the way we've actually predicted we are brilliant this is the show (laughs) listen spacebookers tell your friends pass this around get more people watching this is where the stuff happens (laughs) this is i you know what i'm gonna say this is the best doctor who current weekly live stream out there for getting the sort of the insider and the instincts on these big stories we have been right about this all year. So stick with us. I th- I'm sure we'll continue to be right because we've got people who know what they're talking about. Not that other, other channels don't. Of course they don't. But we just concern ourselves with what we know and what we do. We go on our instincts and they haven't let us down yet. So yes, here, let's carry on with the statement. It says, uh, yes, so we've got the six-part series later this year in the autumn and three specials next year before she exits. Again, just like we said. In a statement, Whitaker paid tribute to Chibnall and the Doctor Who team, which you know, fair play to her, you would expect this. But, she oh, said, pardon. I will carry the Doctor and the lessons I've learnt forever. Okay, bit of a weird one. Uh, Chibnall. Well, she needs to carry the lessons she's learned, that's for sure. Yeah, I've learned a few things and all. Chris Chibnall, who appointed the actress to replace Peter Capaldi in the role, has been in charge of the BBC One series since 2017. Don't we know it? I think he got the the job (laughs) in 2016, actually, and it's not yet been announced who will take over. Well, that's that's blah, 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 blah. We'll come to that. Yes, and Whitaker continues, in 2017, I opened my glorious gift box of size 13 shoes. And uh, I could not have guessed the brilliant adventures, worlds and wonders I was to see in them. 
She's never seen the show before. Everybody remember that. So, of course, she yeah. couldn't. My heart is so full of love for this show. Well, you'd do. Same pay for less work than your predecessor. For the yeah. team who make it, for the fans who watch it, and for what it has brought to my life. Fair enough, Jody. Sincerely, all joking apart, we do wish you well in your future endeavours. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <But> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot thank Chris enough for entrusting me with, with these with these incredible stories. We knew we wanted to take this this ride, this wave side by side, and pass the baton together. So this was what they're saying is this was a pact between yep. the star and the showrunner. It was always going to play out like this. I think I think a lot of us kind of knew that anyway. We had our instincts about that, didn't we, Simon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Maybe said this from day one again. We, we'd said that this would happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it says, yeah, the 13th Doctor's first episode in October 2018 was watched by 11.5 million viewers and the sci-fi drama's biggest audience for almost a decade. Hey, and that oh. <laughs> didn't that change. But they do acknowledge the ratings have dropped off in recent years. And yeah, and there's various other bits and bobs as well. The Telegraph described recent episodes as flat, worthy, and woke, and they are absolutely right. I, <laughs> I think that's quite kind, if truth be told. And uh, yeah, uh, it says here Whitaker's final feature-length special, where the thirteenth Doctor will regenerate, regenerate. Sorry, will transmit in autumn 2022. So that's not going to be a New Year's Day special, everybody. Autumn 2022 as part of the BBC Centenary Celebrations, which is another another rumour that we heard and we told you about here on Type 40 Live. Speculation will now turn to who is to replace Whitaker and all that jazz. Lots to unpack there, gentlemen. But um, yeah, so we're getting we're getting these specials. She's not bowing out on New Year's Day, JT. No. That's that's quite big, is it? So there will be no seasonal special at all. For 2022 mm -hmm. again we've talked about this before you know the the, the extra i mean we were bang on the button here by saying that the the, the eight that they were putting would be split simply yep. so they can say that she has fulfilled five years in the role to tie with tenant i have noticed today through the social media that the calls from certain groups of alleged fandom they're not fans watch them leave any second after next year they have started to say that she's going to be the longest running doctor I've, we've said it before on the show. I said it just a couple of weeks ago. It will be our duty as fans to put everybody right on that because she's not at all. But yeah, it's it's interesting to think, you know, I, I actually wouldn't have said at all that there should be anything coming up uh, in the next festive season. It does need a rest. And, and um, I think it is getting that rest. I've heard uh, this afternoon from, uh, uh, you know, I've heard around this afternoon People. that, <laughs> yes, I've heard around this afternoon that the show is coming out of production. Now, please, Facebookers, don't panic. What that could mean is that as soon as they close the clapperboard and do the golden wrap on these episodes, it could just mean it's taking a year off while they regroup. And I've been saying this a lot this afternoon. The BBC, as I'm sure we all agree, does need to regroup. It needs to rethink. It needs a brand new production team that can do the job properly. And they need to assess what they're going to do with the show because the British public have rejected it. They have gone. We know that. So I don't think there will be anything for Christmas, New Year, next year. But for the big 2023, I reckon that the, we might get something for November 2023. Simon, the, uh, the press release yeah. there. That is the first acknowledgement that we've had in this entire time that the ratings have gone down from the BBC themselves 
that is quite a change, isn't it, from there? It, well, it is. It's interesting. When I heard the first time I heard about this, I'm, am I right in thinking this was announced around about mid-afternoon, half past three? Was that when the first announcement came out? Right. I didn't hear it until it was on the news at five o'clock on the on the BBC and radio news at five o'clock. So I was in. You were really by then. I didn't even know about it. And, and when I heard about it at five o'clock, they'd got Lisa Mazimbo doing the usual report. And it, and it was yeah. interesting because he immediately tripped out this um record-breaking opening episode of 11 point whatever it was million viewers which was the largest story from and completely fails to mention that it also plummeted to the lowest ever ratings as well <laughs> and i just thought that was also although they have acknowledged it on the bbc website it was conspicuously absent from the from from the <laughs> What, what most people are going to, to, to get this news from, as in, and I'm talking about non-fans, I'm talking about the general public, and that will be the general news broadcast. So it's interesting that they still withheld yeah. that. So, so, the, so the general gist of the radio transmission, um, the radio news report, was absolutely positive that Jody had been a roaring success I see. Uh, and, and, and how they were all now moving on to pastures new and made no mention at all about the fact that it, it, it was failing. So it seems a little bit uh, it's a little bit cheap, I think, now to start for the, for the BBC to start putting little riders halfway down, two thirds of the way down the story that the ratings didn't do that well. Because they, they again, they're not honest. They don't say the ratings have plummeted to the lowest ever. And I do feel that they ought to at least acknowledge that. Um, but I get that. Of course, they're not going to. I realise they're not yeah, going well, to. Well, actually, you, Simon, can I just say to Simon that just remember that uh, Lisa uh, did. Um, when did he do that? It was, when was the last series on? Was that last year? <laughs> it was probably January. last year, wasn't it? It was between her January and March of 2020. Right. So, yes, yeah, so last year, her second series. He actually did tweet. Um, he was tweeting the figures and he, he actually did comment and I've got it somewhere, but I can't find it now. He did comment. These are the lowest figures and the barrage he got yes. on Twitter. And Lee, I Lee hear Lee allegedly Lee, he got slapped is, by his this boss. Is, this is Lizo Mazimba, who is the BBC's yeah. entertainment correspondent and has been for several years. He's always been a massive supporter of Dr. Who has he? Mm. lovely fella. Uh, and always excited yeah. about about the franchise, always there supporting it. So on the one afternoon where he tr he tweeted out hard facts, yep. he he was on the receiving end of a lot of spite as well, a lot yep. of recriminations. Just like the rest of us have been. Yes. Well, and the thing is, of course, what you've got to remember is that you're right there, JT, but, but what he was putting out there, what Lisa was putting out previously was, I think, did you say it was on Twitter? It was it was more of a personal comment, whereas obviously from a, from a BBC news broadcast perspective, he's obviously going to toe the party line. He doesn't dare. Well, he, he, well, he, was, he always tweets from his BBC account. Because he reports, it, it was a factual report. It was basically saying Doctor Who last night has lost blah, blah, blah. And he was doing it continually. And, and there was one particular one where the fans just went for it. I say fans, I'm not going to, I should stop saying that. These people went for him. And, and then he stopped reporting on it so much. So for him to come out and say that today, I can understand why he's tentative. Of course, and I get very, it. Yeah. A very respected entertainment journalist. I've got this caption up on screen here, Matt. And uh, JFO's who's what JFO who's watching along on YouTube. Says, Hi, JFO. I agree with JT. These Jody fans will celebrate her being in the second longest with 
with Tennant, but then moan about her only getting to 31 episodes compared to like the 40s for the other doctors. In those 31 episodes, they have, Chris Chibnall has, well, done quite a lot of what I perceive as damage. So he's destroyed units, uh, companions, that the entire history and canon of Doctor Who. He's lost us that priest Christmas Day slot. He's, uh, he's offended people <laughs> who suffer. He's offended people who are recovering from cancer treatment. He's offended people who are suffering, suffering with their mental health. He's he's um, made the, the inside of the TARDIS look ridiculous, like a set of dancing on ice. And he's he killed the doctor. <laughs> and he's made the sonic screwdriver look like a sex toy. Where do you stand with Doctor Who over the last two or three years? Have you been watching, or have you? Where so? Where are you with it now at your fandom? Because we don't know much about you with Doctor Who at the moment, do we? Well, this is it. Um, Australia a, a few years ago, um, I attended. Uh, Peter Capaldi came to a convention. Yeah. And it was a packed out house. It was massive. They had a, a a shed the size of a football field and it was chockers. And I I got the last seats with my nephews because my nephews love Peter Capaldi as well. Yeah. And um it was literally standing room only and um we waited out in the heat and the standing room was chockers as well. It was full. And so it had only Jody had just been announced. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not sure about this. And so um, I kind of thought, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend <laughs> that Peter just flew off in the TARDIS and I'm going to wait a year and see how well this this plan that they have goes. And since I was in Australia, everything seemed rosy. Everything, everything seemed fantastic. We had a... We had an, uh, a show, that, an after show, that was actually shown on the ABC here, which is where the yeah, doctors. A, a nice, a nice shown. show that was. What was it called again? Um, oh gosh, I can't even remember. Um, it was it was hosted by Rove McManus, but um, even then, uh, the it was a very adult show. Even my nephews didn't really go much on it because they were a lot younger back then as well, and so. Um, but they were saying it was a fantastic show, you know, Jody was doing well, you know. And I was like, okay, okay, well, I'll just wait and see. So what you're saying is your mind wasn't completely close to it, but over time, once once you got word... I knew it was going to happen. The fact it was going down like a lead balloon, you mm. you continued to stay away, I, I would assume. I hadn't. I had no idea that it was it was so unpopular. Um, for the longest time, uh, they were saying that the ratings were doing really well. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just see how things go. And then, and then when this, I actually bought series 11 on Blu-ray and, uh, the Christmas okay, special, we're, we're is it? Oh, no, you, sorry. We are here for you. Special. We are your <laughs> friends. This is a safe space. Everybody in the chat watching out there, a safe space. We will see you. <laughs> they are we'll still sealed. <laughs> Let me just reiterate, they are still sealed. I've never opened them. I thought, okay, yep, all right, I'll get them. They were cheap. They were really, really cheap. Okay. I should hope so. They were like five pounds. That's a rip-off. That is a rip-off. What I want to ask you specifically, Matt, a couple of weeks ago on the show, we had Kevin Reitzel and Carl Wagner on the show from the Fandom Podcast Network. They host True Believers and Culture Clash over there, based in America, based in, in Florida and Santa Barbara. And in the course of our conversation there, we were talking about the perception 
over the last two or three years and how much damage the Chibnall and Whitaker era has done to, uh, to the profile of Doctor Who in America. Kyle believes it's done next to irreparable damage that three years ago when, when Jodie Whittaker took to the stage at Comic-Con that she wowed the crowds and now just three years on, Doctor Who has barely got a profile there. What is the profile of Doctor Who in Australia at the moment from your, from your perception? Well, to be honest, um, in the last the last season really didn't just just went quickly here. Normally, it was a Sunday night that it was shown here, and it was like um, uh, it, it went and they had the after show and everything. And then uh, this last season, they stopped the after show. Oh, I see. So they didn't have it, and. Um, Pretty much for me, the whole thing started to break when they had the uh, Fugitive Doctor. I was like, hang on, I think they're rewriting history here. <laughs> and so uh, I contacted a friend of mine who was a huge Doctor Who fan as well. He actually gave me some of his books when he was moving. He just couldn't couldn't have them. And so anyway, I contacted him and, he, and I said, um, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> Look what they're doing. They've got this Fugitive Doctor and... Like she's not from an alternate timeline or anything like that. Were people, what, I'm, what I'm asking though is, were people generally out there still talking about this show? Because no, not Doctor at all. Who, in Australia, it's been shown on Australian TV for almost as long as it's been in existence. So I was wondering mm -hmm. about its cultural footprint. If its profile in America has been affected by the era, do you believe that the Chibnall era, the Whitaker era, has diminished its Australian audience and appeal as well? If it didn't come back next year, I don't think it'd be missed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Same as in it's Britain. It's literally, it's, it's, it's literally disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I Now, I gather, we've, we've heard a, a quote there from Jodie Whittaker herself. I gather that Piers Wenger, now remind us, JT, what is Piers Wenger's role at the BBC? Piers Wenger is the director of BBC Drama. He basically controls the output of BBC One. Uh, he also... He also uh, encourages creative ideas on creating shows. Piers was also... Uh, now I'm having problems. Um, right. Uh, we've also got Piers was also the executive producer with um, Matt Smith on the Matt Smith series, the first two Matt Smith series. Honestly, this just keeps happening. I'm trying to. Uh, let's. I'm sure Simon will be back in a moment. I think he's having yep. a few problems. Yeah. Okay. So we've got that. So this is Piers Wenger. He has actually put out a, <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. In fact, before that, I just want to say cheers to all the space bookers today. Cheers. <laughs> Happy cheers 29th of June. Cheers, everybody. Nice to see you all. Yes. Um, fantastic. So here we go. This is what Piers Wenger has said today. Forgive me. I'm reading uh, from my iPad. Over the last four years, Chris and Jody have made Doctor Who history. And their time on the show is indelibly marked on our memories. <laughs> From Rosa Parks to Ascension of the Cybermen, Chris and Jody have given Doctor Who some of its most life-affirming and tear-jerking moments to date. And we are beyond excited to see what they have in store for us in the new series this autumn. Jodie's final adventure to mark the BBC centenary in 2022 is set to be a Doctor Who special to remember. I'd like to thank them both for their incredible work on the show. Okay, so that's Piers Wenger. He used to be he used to be on the show himself, and he used to be a producer during the Moffat was, era. Yeah. And uh, in the past, he's the guy who said who came out with the unbelievable quote 
that Doctor Who, that it didn't really matter whether Doctor Who was being watched by the general public or not, whether they are taken to this era. He, he was the one who said that the only thing that really mattered was the fact that it was editorially successful. Absolutely. And that's one of Starry Eyed Guy's uh, favourite quotes you know she's always she always loves to quote that one and it's great because i like to remember he said that but that is actually um part of the research we've done for woke the woke watch actually because he's one of the wokest you'll get and he's in control of the output of bbc one (laughs) absolutely extraordinary so yeah this is this is another guy this is the guy who basically he will be the one who decides whether doctor who does get recommissioned for a further season i think there will be an element of bbcs bbc studios involved in that as well um because remember that they are aware of the slump in the all-important merchandise and we know we've talked about it many many times on this show it has slumped if you look at the type 40 facebook page itself we are often putting bargains on there for chris chibnall era material (laughs) which you can get for one pound two pound five pound you know it's all out there now it's all going um, but I think BBC Studios, I have this feeling they may have a say in the future of the show because controllers come and go. Yeah. Well, yeah. we never even had any merchandise here at all. You didn't want it, my friend. You did not oh, want oh, it. No, no, no. Normally we get everybody's handoffs anyway. But no, this time around, <laughs> this time around, thankfully we missed all that. Well, there's lots of it to spare over here. Three quid <laughs> on the the only the only uh, bit of merchandise. Well, action figures connected with this version of Doctor Who are now down to three pounds in B and M's all over the country. That's B and M bargains. There's one in most shopping precincts in the UK now. I understand, and the yep. shelves are lined with this figure set of Yaz, Ryan, and a Jadoon warrior. There, so you can go. And- I'm sure somebody could, uh, if you're that desperate, Matt, somebody would gladly sort of... I'll, I'll have the Star Trek Migos uh, underneath. <laughs> <laughs> we have, just in the nick of time, I, I think Simon, we should have Simon back soon. But in the meantime, we have uh, Hopfoot from, I think he's been at a party as well. I don't know if he's on the outside of a few beers or not, but uh, let's find out when we welcome Ian David Diaz. Woo! Hey. Mega, mega geeky! Woo! <laughs> Hello, mate. Happy July. Yeah, it's a it's a great day. What can we say? It's a great day indeed. So, <laughs> how did you find out? How did you get the news that Jodie Whittaker was indeed leaving the show exactly as we predicted? Um, somebody sent me a, a link to the the BBC um page, and I read it, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's inevitable that was going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen, right? But the big question is, will they double down when they come back, if they ever come back? That's the, that's the and that's question. the big term. Is It's the if they come back, isn't it? Because mm, uh, yeah, we've been predicting on the show for a number of months now that we all reckon, I think we're all agreed now, that it is going to go on some sort of rest. I reckon that will happen now. I think that's going to happen as soon as they finish this last episode that gets rid of them all. I think they will close down and they will have this period into next year because remember if they come back in 2023 and they go back into production it might be easier for them by then with everything that's going on in the world but i they can actually they can actually churn out three or four tv movies for that 2023 year with a brand new doctor and team and mm. jt we've had a quote from from jody whittaker where she says that she is lit she is about to film that she'll finish filming in this role not on series 13 completely finish with this role in just a couple of weeks time so mm-hmm. these final specials are being filmed now in this block 
just like we said. <laughs> so she will be yeah. joined and available for more, you know, for the, her agent, obviously, for the sake of her agent who'll get a cut, who's got an interest in furthering her career. She'll be available for work from October time onwards, which Absolutely. Again, is something else that we'd heard. We'd heard that, you know, this is allegedly, we can't obviously prove this in any way, but we had heard that she wanted out of this show, that the agent, her own she agent, did. was trying to get her out of this role, yep. Ian. So yeah, you yeah. it broke it broke this afternoon. What was your initial reaction? You've been in the pub, I can tell you've been in <laughs> No, no, no. I, I went family. I had family. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, my brother came from Ireland and then you know the whole family got oh, together. Nice. That that's where I was. But um the thing is though, you know, I I, I have a few uh, contacts at, at at um the BBC and working on the Doctor Who thing. Yes. And um one of the rumors is that yeah the agent wanted her out and you know when they had that thing on comic con where they're all talking and laughing it's the greatest thing i ever did and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. if it's true the agent wanted her out and she wasn't happy then it's all a show isn't it it's all a show it's all laughter you Con know. contractually you would do that anyway wouldn't you you'll do it to the very i mean i yeah. mean this is going to be very interesting now we all know the damage that has been to this show it's going to be very interesting to see how she reacts to this in five years time We've that was probably that the best bit of acting she's ever done then <laughs> oh, she acts, Matt. Does she act? I mean, <laughs> earlier on, early on, Ian, when we read through the press release, we had the first acknowledgement from the BBC that the ratings had, had dropped at all. You know, because up until now, they'd always maintained that this show was in, was in rude health. And mm. this era was a fantastic success that she was really, really popular. And they've held that line the entire, well, the entire time. I've got a comment here. We've got a comment here in the chat. Where is it? Unless it's jumped again, I hope not, because this this is a good. Oh, here we are. From JFO asks the panel, "Do you guys think the series thirteen ratings will factor whether the show continues into a series 14? No. Simon, no, I don't. I don't. No, not in the slightest. Why, why not? Simon? The damage is done. It just it won't make a scrap of difference whatsoever. If the BBC decide to carry on with Doc Two, and I'm, I'm not in any doubt whatsoever that they will at some point, even if they take a break, um, no, the series thirteen rating won't make any difference simply because it's a it's a prime BBC brand that they're not going to let go. Um, and so uh, there's the thing with television. It's it's all it's very much like we used to have this saying actually about um, fish and chips being wrapped in newspaper. You know, <laughs> yesterday's news yeah. is today's fish and chips wrapper, and and that's basically the same within television. Um, things move on very very quickly. Things get and and film is the same. Yeah. Things get forgotten very very quickly and conveniently ignored. And the BBC is not going to let go of one of its biggest biggest brands. I my personal feeling still is. If they've got any sense at all, they will rest it. They, they will do what we talked about a few weeks ago, which is, yes, we will see the 13th Doctor begin to regenerate, but we won't see who the new Doctor is, who, who, who the Doctor... I can't bring myself to say who she regenerates into, who the 13th Doctor regenerates into. We won't see that. That would be my guess. That's what I would do if I was in charge and I would then, as we've again said, I'd let it lie for a year, two years, three years, and then bring it back with an entire new rebrand um, mm. uh, and start afresh mm. like they did with Rose. That's what I would do. The thing impression is, though, that I get, the, sorry, the impression that I get so far is that, although I agree with you completely about that, long-term, the BBC and Piers Wenger, whoever else, have already decided what their longer-term 
plan for the brand is. If not the series itself, the brand. They know what they're doing and they know why they're doing it. I think this is, as we've said before, I know we keep saying I told you so, <laughs> but it's this is a glorious thing. Right, right, too. As we, as we have said before, <laughs> this, this block that's been filmed now that we're going to see these episodes from the autumn, everything that's been filmed that we haven't seen so far has this whole whiff of contractual <laughs> obligation about it, yes. hasn't it, Ian? These are people yeah. just working out their contract? The thing is, though, um, <laughs> you know, if they have any sense, and I hate to say this, and I don't mean to upset people of any gender or, or sexuality, whatever, if they have any sense, they'll, they'll, the next doctor would be a man, right? Of course it has to and, be. Of course um, it has to be. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, and uh, it could be... Yeah, it could be a man of color, yes, but be careful who you cast in that role. Make sure the person is right for that role. Yeah. You know, don't cast someone because he is a man of color. Cast someone that's right for the role. And it doesn't matter if he's not a man of color, but cast the right person for the role, but, if they but, have any sense. But Maybe we know, I mean, I would I would stake a claim now and say it will be a person of color. I don't know whether it will yeah. be a man or a woman, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll place the bets now. It will be... <laughs> A person of colour, and you can come and tell me when I'm proved wrong, but I guarantee that now. Do you know what? Today I'm actually feeling very optimistic for the first time in a long time, um, and and seeing what's been going on on social media. Why, why um, is that? Because you and I, wow, you know, we're no fans. I know. You and I are no fans of the way the BBC itself is being run at the moment. We don't like not just how they program the 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 creative content of the things that they're putting out, but yep. how they treat their license fee payers either. So what's made you feel optimistic today? Well, you're absolutely right. Totally agree on that. Uh, my, my opinion about the BBC aside, because that is well known, uh, the optimism has come to me today because of what has been happening. I'm also looking from a production point of view as how this has happened. So um, JFO was asking there, do we think the ratings will have any effect on series 14 absolutely not i do not think it will but i do think it's had an effect on now i think they've looked at the first two series ratings they've looked at the social media commentaries they've looked at the criticism and that's why this is happening now now we've been saying and i'm going to say this again on this very channel that we've been saying this for months we've been saying it definitely since january we've got this whole thing going on um i think and then we had the business about the annual and the calendars with the missing picture on it this has been planned for quite a long time this has been coming and i think it was last year when all the meetings were had and all the decisions were made and people said right we're not going again hence why they've only got so many episodes hence why it's all been curtailed hence why it's a long story this is part of the plan and i now think this will be the rest period to to, to sort of agree with what simon was there bearing in mind that they're going to film the regeneration in the next few weeks or so the last episode i don't even think they will do the regeneration I do think that will mean that they have in a production schedule they have from now into next Christmas off 2022, but I do think it will come back in 23 after that year of production break. I believe that they will film a regeneration. I think that we are some time off the next Doctor being cast and being revealed. Yeah. But I believe a regeneration will, will be filmed in the way that Eccleston's was, where she will do her bit. Yes. And they will put her in a position where well, somebody else they're will in, be... They're in a position where they can set it up. So all they need to do is shoot her 
halfway yeah. through regeneration, shoot the yeah. background as a background plate, and then maybe and then get the new guy in as blue screen and or green screen, and then just comp him in. So yeah, you, if they know they're going to be doing that, they can just set that up right away. Or, or you may it. get somebody that um, thinks like I do, and thinks like many other people do in the in our fandom, mm. who will jettison this entire era and just start again. I'd love. That's exactly I'd love what that. I would do, JT. I would. I would hit literally hit the reset button. Com Sorry. Yeah, completely. Simon. What I'm what I'm scared of is that they will leave Doctor Who in a worse mess than they left the the you know. Of course they will. They did the. Oh, and God, the thing is, though, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I hope they don't do a Ryan Johnson where they actually de he destroyed Star Wars and there was nowhere to go. You know, I hope they don't do that with yeah, Doctor I Who. I hope there's uh, you know something to go on. You know. Simon, well. you went here for our live stream a couple of days ago. We had a, we had the big uh, Comic Con twenty one panel and the trailer. And we talked about all that. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but throughout the forty minute panel for Comic Con this year, where Jodie Whittaker, Amanda Gill, John Bishop, Chris Chibnall, they were oh, God, interviewed. It, I, yeah. I don't think we can call that interview. They were fielded questions. <laughs> yes. On the upcoming episodes, but during that entire time, you know, they didn't once mention the overarching story of the timeless children none of that stuff none of it was given a moment's just even the tiniest whisper joe martin wasn't mentioned all these cataclysmic things they'd done to the show to the show's law it it just passed like a cloud yeah absolutely and and i i think they realize that they've kind of painted themselves into a corner a lot in the in the last couple of years but in the last year particularly um and, and I think that whatever happens, they are struggling to, to sort of find their future and their way, what the BBC is struggling to know what to do with the show. Um, and that's why I really think they, they need to hit the reset button. They, they, need to, they need to get the character back to a male actor. Um, to be very, very clear, what I was just saying, I have absolutely no problem at all with, with a, um, a person of colour taking the role. I do have a problem with another female. I'm sorry, I've gone on record as it's a male character. Um, but but I have beyond that, I have absolutely no, as long as the character is as a male actor, no problems who takes the role my my driving force through all of this is you've just got to get the right the correct writer in the showrunner for want of a much better word i hate that term wasn't there a rumor that there was a showrunner right. there, there was a rumor that there's this somebody put up a picture of some guy that was associated with doctor who and he had a picture of the tardis and the field or something like that and everybody was guessing whether he's the next show run i can't remember the name is it richard something no i can't no, remember it, it, it was on twitter I, well according, according to the according to the chris chibnall uh press release today he, they're being very ambiguous about this it's as though they haven't decided who's taking over the show and when which is probably the great thing to do because if that's true it means they are reviewing and it means, yeah. as you've rightly said, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the annual there, JT. So we've got that. That was a strong indicator that they were going back to this sort of just general Doctor Who imagery to remind us to almost to, as a caretaker to the brand. But I also noticed this. Another, I think, relative success that they've had this year has been with Time Fracture, which is the interactive event, the destination, the uh, immersive uh, exhibition that you can go to in London. Well, I noticed that in that, in the premises of Time Fracture, they have a TARDIS, you know, the, the way that Doctor Who exhibitions have since Longleat and since Blackpool. But the TARDIS at Time Fracture, we've, we're looking at it now on screen, doesn't look like the Jodie Whittaker TARDIS at all. It's closer to 
the David Tennant era TARDIS. It's a very general brand aware I, what you think the TARDIS looks like, doesn't it, Simon? I, it's- I'd go even further and I'd say actually that's the sort of that's the, the, the Peter Davison kind of TARDIS. That's season 18, 19, 20 kind of TARDIS. That yeah. is. Are these the exhibits though that were at the Doctor Who thing in Cardiff? The experience. No, this, no, this is this was a purpose made. Yeah. They were purpose made. Brand new time wow. fracture. So th- this is so people can have their pictures taken with it once they complete the. Uh, it's like a, a panic, not a panic room, <laughs> an escape yeah, room thing. Escape isn't room. It? And I, I thought that was conspicuous too because if they yeah. were, if the if the current brand and the current iconography was a success, was was a, a standard, was something that people were invested in, they would have insisted that that looked exactly like the current on-screen TARDIS, I think, Simon. Yeah, absolutely. Of course they would, because as we all know, brand awareness is everything today. Absolutely. Uh, everything. And, yeah. so, and so that's always front and centre, and more so over the blessed logo that we've, we've, <laughs> we've spent far too much time discussing so we won't hear, although heaven only knows what will happen in the future. Um, but, but yeah, brand awareness is, is everything. <laughs> Um, and I think JT is right in that that the, 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 the annual, which again we talked about a few weeks ago, that is kind of key. So that is clearly the point that they had finally decided once and for all that was it. Uh, Jody was moving on, it, 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 and they needed, as you say, Dan, that kind of place marker just to say this is the annual. Here we are. It's just generic. We're not being too specific here. We're not. Being, we're being very generic. Um, we're playing safe. That, that's, have that's the have you seen the latest abomination that they've done to the logo, Simon? I haven't. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, it's so wonderfully gay, isn't it? How fabulous. There's a poster of Jodie, and it says at the top, space, full stop, for all. That was from and a I couple thought, of years ago, wasn't it? Because we yeah. had, didn't, didn't we have it on the show? Yeah, that was I don't know, but that's twelve promo that, that that basically told you where they were going, right? Oh yeah, the the space we space for all, unless you're a white male, yeah, of exactly. a certain age, <laughs> and remember the the previous twelve doctors, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Ian, you mentioned mm. it earlier on. We've spoken about this over the last three or four months. We've speculated about this because everything that that we were all hearing from our various contacts <laughs> and sources was all pointing in one direction that Jodie Whittaker was absolutely on her way out that there was going to be a minimal amount of episodes that specials would be on next year at the very very most but for all that we spoke about her departure with bated breath and and dared to believe there was always that niggle in the back of our mind wasn't that even if she goes yeah he might stay he he (laughs) may stay and he is arguably as big if not a bigger problem but we did just to backtrack on the press release earlier on chris Mm -hmm. chimnall is also leaving so this is a huge relief isn't it well, well he is the creative engine behind all of the cock-ups creative <laughs> well well we with this, all right so this is this is this is what's you know this is what always puzzles me okay right well it doesn't puzzle me i know why it, it's obvious now more so than ever it's obvious this show has failed spectacularly absolutely failed full stop there is no doubt now Right, yeah. because if it wasn't, Jody would have left and Chibnall would have stayed, or the other yeah. way around, Chibnall would have left and Jody would have stayed. The the fact that both of them are leaving speaks volumes about the failure of this show. Well, so are you uh, telling my, me? That, are you telling me though, Ian, that you? Sorry, Simon, are you telling me that you no, don't no. believe that they made a 
a really noble friends pact <laughs> to stay together, no matter what money each of them was offered to stay. Look, I know, right? Well, I don't know for a fact, but I get rumors because I know people that work on the production of Doc 2. In fact, they're still working on it. And the rumors are that her agent wanted her out and Jodie agreed she need to, to come out, right? And the rumors with the crew that's working on there, and I'm just telling you it's rumors. I'm telling you all that I've been told. I don't know if it's true that the crew was even fed up with the storylines. Some of the crew were questioning what was going on. And I think there was one rumor that Jody, for the first time ever with this series, questioned the script. So I don't know if that's true either. Do you so mean she's you growing balls? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Just, so just, just, does does nobody else think? Because I can't help thinking that maybe I, I, I hear what you're saying, Ian, and I think mm. you're absolutely spot on. But I also think that there there must be behind the scenes. I can't help thinking that the BBC have kind of said, "Look, it's just not working. Not working. We need yeah. to move Jodie on. We need to move Chibnall on. Yeah. As in, move them off the show. Yeah. We need to rethink." They. I so I think that you're right. That 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 yeah, Jodie's agent will have wanted to get her out for very mm. very good reasons. But I think it's very much a case of everybody was all talking together and all saying. It's not working, is it? We've all got to. We've all got to clear. Especially, this. especially. Sorry, just sorry. Um, did I who who did I interrupt? Sorry, pal. Um, especially as I said, these are all rumors and have been told to me, told to me by people that are actually working on the set. A lot. One person said to me, especially the crew. The crew are like, this script is not so good, right? They, what is she saying? Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If it's There's a lovely term that we need to start using again because we've lost it in our language. It's called propaganda. And <laughs> this is an example of the propaganda. Now, Dan, I don't know if you've got it, but I've got it here. The Chris Chibnall statement. I haven't. So, okay, you hit uh, me with the Chris Chibnall statement. Because this will tie in, Mega Geeky, with what you're saying. Listen mm. to this. This is Chris Chibnall. Okay. Jody and I made a three-series-and-out pact with each other at the start of this once-in-a-lifetime blast. So now our shift is done, and we're handing back the TARDIS keys. Jody's magnificent, iconic doctor has exceeded all our high expectations. She's been the gold standard leading actor, shouldering the responsibility of being the first female doctor with style, strength, warmth, generosity, and humor. She captured the public imagination and continues to inspire <laughs> adoration around the world, as well as from everyone on the production. I can't imagine working with a more inspiring doctor, so I'm not going to. For me, leading this exceptional team has been unrivaled, creative fun, and one of the great joys of my career. I'm so proud of the people we've worked with and the stories we've told. To finish our time on the show with an additional special, after the pandemic changed and talents our production plans, is a lovely bonus. It's great that the climax of the 13th Doctor story will be at the heart of the BBC Centenary celebrations. I wish our successors, whoever the BBC and BBC Studios choose, as much fun as we've had, they're in for a treat. That's bollocks. Absolute bollocks. <laughs> All of what he yeah. said there was yeah. absolute rubbish. She is absolute crap at the doctor. His it's writing was mode, his writing. It? Yeah. His writing's like a five-year-old. The show had destroyed the history of Doctor Who. This is what you're leaving. Do not fool yourself, Chibbies. But Don't the fool yourself. The thing is, he had a history of this. Yeah. He had a history of this. Bad writing yes. throughout the entire Yeah. Run yeah. before he was even showrunner. Yes, his, his episodes in Doctor Who. Yeah, 
Torchwood, and Camelot. There was a lot of people that weren't happy. Well, I didn't. I didn't like Torchwood. No, me too. But, um, you can come again. Do you think, <laughs> do you think, so, do you think, Matt, that that success of the success that he had, the international success that he had with Broadchurch, maybe mm. had fooled the BBC into thinking that he was their guy? I was guy. shocked and horrified that he didn't Broadchurch because I really liked that first season. I couldn't <laughs> get into any of the later ones, but um, I was like, oh yeah, this is actually not bad, you know. Yeah. But yeah. um and I was really surprised that he'd written that. But it's like maybe a, it's like... you know, maybe he was having an off week or something. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I totally agree with everything you've said there, but as I've said before, one series, one good series does not make you a successful no. showrunner yeah. or producer or writer of a show. And the Broadchurch thing, series one was a phenomenon. I mean, it hit the United Kingdom. Mm. We were all talking about it. I mean, I think it must have surprised them, but it was only because of that that Moffat went to him and said, How do you fancy doing Doctor Who? But Huge mistake. And now in hindsight, we know it's a huge mistake. I totally agree with you. But Cheers. The mistake that looks fault. something like this, in. Yeah, it's not only Chibnall's fault. It's the BBC's fault as well for putting that agenda crap into the show, <laughs> forcing people who actually do production in the BBC to basically put that agenda in. Uh, case in point, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds was absolutely, absolutely destroyed yeah. by the agenda. And, yes. and it's it's not yeah, going to stop soon. And I didn't even watch that. Well, though, that did start off well. It did, yeah. And then it went and downhill. And then it just went, yes, yeah. very yeah. quickly. Yeah. It's, it's, but, as though, it's as though the BBC actually... Um, are looking at grabbing the attention first yeah, and making and then, sure that the first episode or the, uh, the first couple of episodes are watchable and then they'll slap you with all their agendas. Yeah. It happens with most of the stuff now, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the BBC. The reason, the reason no, why right. I'm not, why I've always believed, I personally always believed, there, there were people out there, I think a lot of the fan base didn't want to dare to believe that Chibnall was going to. And I understand that because a pessimist mm -hmm. is never disappointed. But the reason why I always believe that he was leaving is because the man never truly had a creative take on this character once. So the idea of, of him having a take at two takes, because, you know, Moffat had brought us two takes on the same character. But I knew that Chris Chibnall had barely got one in him. And you could tell that. You could tell that really by the costuming of the 13th Doctor. They, yeah, no, led, they, led, they led with that rainbow motif, strong and in your face. It was obvious they were going for the low-hanging fruits. They were going from the, for the virtue signalling from day one. And in mm. the time in between launching with that, rather than making that as an opening statement and evolving the character, they launched with it and they left it there. And I'm not excusing Jodie Whittaker, not at all. She was miscast in the role and she has been absolutely, unrelentingly awful all the way through. But she's not been furnished with a character on the page to yeah. dig into either. There's no texture to it. The character hasn't evolved at all. I mean, you look back to the ghost monument where these bits of old rag, they know who the time about the timeless child, mm -hmm. but she doesn't. It's all just it's it is all so thin. And so I believe that that Chibnall was never from that that he didn't have one take how was he gonna gonna ever have to he's out of the door as soon as he possibly could before people will realize that the man and i don't use this word i don't use this word lightly because i, I know it's youtube standard 
talk, but this man is a hack. Be under no illusions. However often you hear words like hack banded around, Chris Chibnall is a textbook example of somebody who gets in, does the minimum, and then buggers off, hoping that nobody calls him out that he gets discovered. Yeah. Simon, <laughs> am I being harsh? <laughs> no, of course you're not being harsh. You're, uh, and a lot of the, um, a lot of the, it's interesting because when the when the the news was was um, released by. The, Doctor Who Facebook, as in the official Doctor Who Facebook yeah. um, page, and they put the news up on, on, on Facebook. And I don't know if you, you, we've all commented, I don't know whether you've seen any of the comments, the vast, vast majority of comments are all, woohoo, they're all exact, there are yeah. very few that are saying um, uh, any regrets at all. Where there are regrets, and this, this sort of mystifies me to an extent people do seem to be saying primarily it's Chibnall's fault more so than Whitaker's and for me personally it's absolutely both of them you're right Dan Whitaker was completely miscast so I don't blame her for taking the role for goodness sakes anybody any actor that gets offered the role of, of the doctor is going to grab it with both hands if they've got any sense yeah, so yeah, I don't blame her for taking it but she yeah. was miscast. So so it's actually Chibnall's fault for casting her in the first place because he should have realised if he was worth his salt but, that but, she wasn't right for the role. But then on top of that, Chibnall really takes the other 50% of the blame. But so you know, I blame the two of them look, look, Okay, I totally agree with you, Simon. But look at the difference between Sylvester McCoy, which I consider the, one of the worst doctors ever, in my opinion. Hate me for it, I don't care, right? And <laughs> Jodie, right? So... Um, Mr. Sylvester McCoy, when he when he got given the part as the Doctor, he he went out of his way to be the Doctor. You know, he yeah, looked at the yeah. old stuff, really New York's costume, yeah, make sure that he, he was him, but he was the Doctor. Jody didn't do didn't any care. of that stuff at all. Mm. She did. She didn't. She didn't want to change her accent. She didn't want to learn about the, the the Doctors of the past. She she basically dug a hole for herself. That's what she yeah. did. And, and as that's an outsider, as that. an out. No, you're right. Um, as an outsider, um, I was very surprised to find out that Chibnall didn't even want the job and that they offered it to him because no one else wanted it. And what I can't understand is maybe the reason why no one else wanted it was because they were all friends of, you know, Moffat's yeah. and uh, they didn't go outside that, that group, you know, of, of finding a proper there's, person there's undoubtedly, that would actually love to do this. There's undoubtedly a little bit of a clique. I think Matt's picked up on something there, Ian. What do you think? I agree, Matt. I agree with Matt. Totally. Totally agree with him. I, t I, I tell you one of my biggest regrets, actually, through all of this, because, as I say, in, in, in a lot of the chats that I've seen online today, and, and the vast majority of chat is all, wow, this is the best news that's happened for a long time. But throughout the chat, as I say, Jodie Whittaker, if anything, has been let off and Chibnall has been hung out to dry. Now, my biggest regret through all of this is I wish, in a way, Whittaker had stopped for another year with a really top-notch yeah. showrunner yeah. to no. see if she could actually hold her own and prove us all <laughs> wrong when she was given some good material to work with. Because I don't, I genuinely don't think she would. You could give her the robots of death. You could give her the talents <laughs> of Wenchai, the demons, any of them. She, I guarantee she would have stuffed them up. So I wish she'd just been for one series with a good showrunner so we could all have said, there you go. It's not can just I, she was all right. Go on, Dan. Sorry, go on, no. Dan. 
Sorry. We have a very a couple of interesting comments in the chat. We first Digby Strawbridge watching in the chat says this is Hi, Digby. potentially fantastic news, gents. I'm it is. myself. This is what we're seeing right across. I've only been on yeah. Facebook, so that's all that I've seen. Garbage adds uh, this is for you. This is for you, Simon. Simon, I disagree. If I am offered a job I can't do, I wouldn't take it. Money, it's money, it's always money. That's a good point, but the thing, what you've got to bear in mind as well with this is that Chibnall will have convinced her that she can do the job. Let's not forget, Peter Davison didn't think he could do the job either, and it was JNT that persuaded him to take the role. And thank goodness he did, because I thought Peter Davison was a cracking doctor. So, on the one hand, you're right, garbage, but... But Chibnall will have convinced her oh, that she no. was right for the role. Can, you know can, I, can, I, can I butt in here? Sorry, Mega Geeky, just oh, for two fine. seconds. Can I book in here? Because we are forgetting one fundamental thing that Chibnall sold Stand this to Whitaker on. Chib- Chibnall met with Whitaker to talk about this, and what they sold it on came out in the, one of the first interviews um, with Whitaker. Remind us it was all one. about the white male gaze. The political yes. left, extreme left wing liberalism was brought in by Chibnall to her. These two <laughs> were on the same page. What they were going to do was rewrite the show to suit their left winging beliefs. And, and that's it. That's where it came down to. So that's why she's come in. You've got the potential here to be the first female doctor. She mentioned it herself, the white male gaze. This show has always been about the white male gaze. The fan base has always been about this. That's which is that was the challenge. It was nothing to do with acting. Better if she'd had a dress on. It's massively, yeah. <laughs> di- it's massively disingenuous, and of course, the the idea was to target a phantom new audience that never existed in the first place. JT, that's exactly it, and and we and we forget that because we're too professional, and we we're, we're quite honest, but it's not. It was all political that's why he took it remember he went straight to Piers Wenger and um and um, Charlotte Moore and said I want the doctor to be a woman I want the stories to look like this I want it to do this and they went yes because that ticks the BBC agenda that ticks all the virtual signaling boxes there he went to her and she turned around and said yes I'll do this that's a better the... costume than the one she has that oh, that's a really costume. That initial, that yeah, initial that's, um... publicity photograph actually has a certain amount now three or uh, four years on that That's something I was meaning like to ask. That looks like a different person, doesn't it, Matt? Well, the reason they used that, Matt, if you're going to ask about that, was to make us think it was another man, because that, of course, was from this trailer they put on yeah. during Wimbledon in 20, whenever it was, 20, um, frozen to death. Um, no, it was 17, wasn't it? 17, yeah, it must have been 17. Anyway, they put this thing on, and we were all supposed to think it was another fella, and it was only when you started seeing the hands and the eyebrows and the small feet that you were, oh, my God, they've gone and done it. But it was done deliberately to fool what? us into thinking there's a fella what? as the doctor. What, what got me what was the found? fact that the... So, sorry. No, you go, um, Matt. What, what got me was the fact that the the, the doctor always, even 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 for the like the three years that, that he was the doctor or she was the doctor or whatever, but... Whenever they were the doctor, they would change their uniform just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The Only in the modern era. A bit. Yeah, but, but it, well, I mean, Tom did it as well. Yeah, he did. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Matt. I'm, talk- no, but, I, I, I'm, I'm having a little dig at John there. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll get me one day. <laughs> I honestly oh, yeah. thought that that was actually her head had been, when I first saw that costume with the rainbow, I actually thought that that 
her head had been photoshopped onto a, a weird mannequin sort of thing, <laughs> even though she started okay. acting like one. Um, but <laughs> I just want to stop. <laughs> I just want to stop proceedings for a moment. Firstly, a couple of reasons. Firstly, to say thank you. We're having a this is a record stream. We've got great numbers watching, unprecedented numbers, and a really busy chat for this late night edition of Type Forty Live. Thank you all for being here. It's because so I'm here. From and celebrate with us. It's all because everybody needed their fill of a mega gig, didn't they? Whatever the reason, we're glad. We're glad you're here. <laughs> Earlier in the week, we we also put out this live stream, which is our Woo! report on Comic Con 21. That stream's also doing brilliantly too. But that's not that's no good because I'm not in that one. It's not quite <laughs> <in> the, uh, <laughs> but we do but we do have a plastic trouton in that one. That's that's a, you know, a beautiful you plastic have... trouton. If you have joined us for the first time this time here on the Spacebook, the best channel that you'd never heard of, yes, there's a whole playlist of similar live streams for you to go back and discover. Some of them are about these contentious subjects in Doctor Who. Some of them are about nicer things, cosier things, snugglier things from our childhood. So go and hit the playlists and fill your boots up with those. And uh, yeah, like this video. According to people in the chat, we are low on likes despite record numbers tonight. We're low on. on likes. Hit the like button, subscribe like. to the channel. You don't because we do this all the time. You don't want to miss the next time. And hit the bell. Hit the little cloister bell so you're notified exactly when. Oh, one more. Just, this like is a really say, exciting day well, as well, isn't it? To do this show on this day when everybody will be doing these wonderful shows. You've got so many shows to look at with all our colleagues on, on these sort of shows, whatever you want to call them. All the others will be doing them. And it's just brilliant to be part of this whole special day where we're all going and saying, oh, my God, at last. <laughs> it's another, great. Another, I'd just like to point out another problem with the show. One of the biggest problems with the show is they hired people that didn't have the experience because they were just ticking boxes. Absolutely. And now that, that, that kind of right, domino yeah. all the Absolutely. way through the show. Yeah, through the like, for instance, right, whoever was directing those episodes didn't direct Jodie. It's so obvious they didn't direct Jodie. There wasn't someone strong enough to go lose the accent because it's irritating. No one challenged anyone. That's how I felt when I saw the show. Well, and the other thing, what, what I can't understand with what with what JT was saying just a couple of minutes ago there about the, that it's all about the white male gaze, and so they were determined to subvert that. Um, but that was Jodie that said that, not me. It came from Jodie herself. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. No, but but that, yeah, you're relaying through. What I'm, so, so what I mean is, what I find strange is if that was Chibnall's desire was to subvert the white male gaze, I can't understand why they didn't cast a, a male actor of colour at that point. We, we've heard about Idris Elba so many times have been banded around. And I honestly think had they done, had they done that, had they, it, we all, nobody would have been, nobody would have been offended by, by a male actor of colour in the way that they were yeah, by yeah. a female. Fans would yeah. not have been, fans would still have been male. It was still no, male, was, Simon. I mean, the male. big thing for Chibnall was woman, bang. Earlier on today, guys, when I saw this story break, sorry, Matt, I, I've, uh, earlier on today when I saw this story break, obviously I was grinning from ear to ear. I was with my family at the time. I was, I was with my, my children, my grown-up children who've, who are here from university, and we were talking about it too. And, yeah, the, the smile. My, my face felt like it was about <laughs> to burst. And after about 10 minutes... I looked at my phone and my, my inbox, my direct messages, they were starting to fill up with messages all in bold black that I had to get around to reading. I thought, oh, I'll get around to those in a moment. You know, who, who do you read first? Who do you reach out to first? 
And then my phone rang. The phone started to ring. I thought, I wonder yep. who that could possibly be. I looked at my screen, and who else could it have been? <laughs> but, my, but my starry-eyed friend, and she's here now. Starry-eyed girl, Sarah Graham. Welcome back to Site 4. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Okay, oh, well, Sarah, yeah, great to see you. I am sorry I'm late. I, I was at another party. <laughs> It's our tick box <laughs> element, everybody. Our tick box <laughs> element has arrived. <laughs> it's, it's great to see you, Sarah. Yeah, so yes. Tell, tell the guys, where were you when you read the news? How did it make you feel? You tell some these people and the good people out there watching on YouTube your story of of July the 29th. Where, where was I when history was being made? Yeah. Um, I was at home and I, I was talking to my friends Neil and Lizzie from the Doctor Who Chat. Hi Neil and uh, Lizzie. And yeah, we were kind of a little bit in shock because we'd we'd not heard it from the official Doctor Who page and we just heard it from Doctor Who TV and I was like, mm -hmm. no, I'm I'm just gonna put the brakes on because that's not an official <laughs> site. And then you know there, there was some like investigation going on and it was like bloody hell it's yeah. happening it's just it's been real it's on the official page and I was just like, yeah. Isn't it bizarre, isn't it bizarre though, Sarah, that, that, that in the past when, when announcements have been made that a doctor is leaving, it's always a very subdued occasion. Yeah, and well, this time, everybody's just having a yeah, party. Just a what listen. does that tell you? Well, I mean, I, I remember listening to that Joe Wiley show with Peter yes, Spaulding, with Peter. wasn't it? Yeah. And we weren't expecting it, it was just an interview. And I actually, I burst into tears when I... So did he, do you remember, Sarah? He did, he did yeah. too, yeah. He sounded so I've never sad. watched that interview. It's always going to be upsetting, it was, otherwise. It was on yeah. the radio, Matt. It was on BBC Radio yeah. 2 over here in the days where we all had a licence and actually supported yeah, the BBC. Yeah, um, And, yeah, and it was teary. I think, you know, even it from his lips as well, and not, you know, not just it being like a press release. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, it just... Completely 360 degrees but, with this. I was just well, like, exactly. I was like, I need to ring down. I have, <laughs> you know, I can remember the, the first announcement mm -hmm. of a doctor leaving, I can remember, is Tom Baker. Tom, and yeah. so, I've, so I've known, I've heard every announcement since Tom Baker, mm -hmm. and everyone mm -hmm. without exception has always been a really subdued, yeah. somber, sad occasion. We don't want mm -hmm. them to go this time, as, to say, as you say, mm -hmm. it's a 360 degree turnaround, mm -hmm. Sarah. Mm -hmm. Hello, Alison. Ah, yes, Alison Stevenson's been watching in the chat. Good to see yeah. you. Some other people who we haven't seen for a while as well. Java mm -hmm. Bean. Oh, different Java time Bean. zones lovely here. To I, see yeah, it's lovely yeah. to see so many names here in the chat. It's a very, very busy chat. Hello, Sadako. We're catching up. Hello with the again. Chat. <laughs> we're catching up with the chat here on YouTube. But yeah. I understand. Obviously, it's been a really, really busy day. I've only had time to do a little bit of social mediaing, but fortunately, our friend JT, you've been over to Twitter, haven't you? And, and you've been staking it out for, for the things yes. that we've not been brave enough to see. So you're going to give us a bit of a spin on, on Woke Watch now, aren't you? So what have you discovered? What's fallen under your gaze over on social media? Well... Spacebookers, what an afternoon. This I have not seen anything like this. As we have established, this has been a massive celebration from Doctor Who fandom. I have not seen the like of this 
ever. This has been re received incredibly well. However, of course, there have been certain elements that we're going to come to now. I want to mm -hmm. take us through first through. I have been on all social media since the news broke, and I have oh. been so amused. I know. Yeah. I've also been, of course, yeah. kicking off every now and then, as yeah. you would expect me to be, to go and get that centrist balance, <laughs> as we do. But I want to start with, first of all, I want to start with the great British public. I'm assuming the British public. From I have been looking at a lot of our newspapers yeah. as they broke this news the guardian the telegraph the sun the mirror yeah. the bail the star all that sort of stuff the great british public mm. ladies and gentlemen have said things like mm. and get hold of this is this rubbish mm. still on <laughs> <laughs> really? okay. yes um really? we thought she'd gone why have the, why did the bbc do this anyway a lot of hashtags, which there's a big social media presence going on in the Britain in Britain at the moment, called hashtag defund the BBC. A lot of that has appeared in this because, yeah. uh, as as you may know, we've mentioned it before. In the last eighteen months, the BBC has lost a million license fee homes. Mm -hmm. So that's a million homes not paying a license fee. That's an awful lot. So we've had this. Um, we've had, but actually, having said that, a lot of the public are turning around saying they should never have turned him into a woman. The next doctor needs to be a man. They are really going for it. The British public are turning on the social media to, to actually yeah. to, to be at the same as us. So we've got that. Also, going through other things on Twitter now, there's the so other Kate, side Kate, of this. Kate, Kate, sorry, just back up a little bit. So Go ahead. By, that, by that first chunk of information, yeah. that, kind, that kind of backs up something that I'm, I've certainly said it to Simon over and over again. I apologise for repeating myself. I do it a lot. It's my age. But this, this sort of underlines what I feel is that the general public have been estranged from the show, but in their heart of hearts, they really want to want to watch the show. They yeah. want yeah. to be won back to it, yeah. JT. Yeah. I, I think I agree. And it actually woke my eyes up to that because I've been saying for a long time, rightfully in my opinion, we've lost the British public. The British public don't care about the show. They don't give a damn. Yeah. However, if it, came, if it came back properly in a format that they knew and they yes. were comfortable with and not too much of a swing to the, the left and without the ideology, mm -hmm. they would come back to it. It has to be done right, but I think yeah. they would come back it has to have that break and then a big fuss with a, the a big marketing and i think that, i think it's i think it could happen and yeah. seeing some of those things today not only was it fun but it from the public as well it gave me that little bit of optimism as i mentioned earlier yeah. well, um, JT, i thought we were the vocal minority <laughs> i'm coming to that very thing yeah, right now sarah <laughs> because there's the other side of the coin yeah. um and we've have had some very interesting mm -hmm. Other items, especially on Twitter. Um, so, LLL tweeted <laughs> with a with a little emoji with a little grey, little squishy grey face. I can't believe that this is being allowed to happen. Oh, <laughs> somebody else. Does this oh, mean somebody should want to move on in their career? LLL? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Somebody else tweeted, does this mean we aren't getting the Dr. Yaz affair? I thought that had been confirmed. Oh, what a oh, shame God. that we're not going to get that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Simon heartbroken. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to mention this one because it's only the first name, but uh, somebody on tw on Twitter who's called Karen, which makes me laugh. Karen. <laughs> well, Never mind, Karen. Never mind. What will happen to the Ark now? <gasps> what Ark? <laughs> what Ark? <laughs> and then we've had certain issues like this. Now, Spacebookers, try and explain this to me. Okay. There must be absolutely no more white male doctors until we reach gender parity. What? 
There's the tumbleweed scrolling across. This backs up. Off. I'm glad you said that. Don't they have to like get a magnifying glass to see the parrots what they are? Um, And then we've got another one here, which uh, a couple of the space bookers may have been involved in, but I'm going to repeat it now because I thought it was funny. Um, It was it's from a particular person. A lot of us may have known tends to leave. Little angry emojis on everybody's comments that uh, on on the Type 40 page and other Doctor Who Facebooks, yeah. So anyway, because of how you people feel, we'll probably go back to, I can say it because we're after nine, we'll probably go back to fucking regular white British men. You people, everybody. Yeah, you people. (laughs) So we've got all that there. What else we got? We've also had various things coming through. Um, lots of stuff coming through from the emoji flavored unicorn, blue haired rainbow activist brigade. It was never. It must never be. Uh, uh, sorry, hang on. What's my rating say there? Oh, it, the next one must never be another man. And then some of the funny stuff. I won't watch the next series. Um, I, I'm I'm done with this now. How will we bear the deprivation? Do <laughs> you know what, Sarah? Sarah I couldn't stop who? myself. I've been tweeting Doctor the back who? saying, but isn't the show about change? Oh god. That's Hashtag, what we've been told for four years. It's all about change. About change, everybody. Get that out if you're on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one. Go on, My sorry. favorite um, one, Jake, you might have spotted it. I love how the supporters of Jude, you're kind of like throwing Jimmy under the bus. It's his fault. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't he amazing for casting a female doctor? <laughs> There's been an awful yeah. lot of that. I have to say, I've got some, I've got some of the examples there, but you've just said it perfectly in that. Switch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Australian chipmunk. But yeah, there has been an awful lot in this um, in this part of Woke Watch where Chibnall has been thrown under the bus. They have the, these people who were supporting him and yeah. her have turned on him. Saying exactly what yes. we were sort of saying before, yes. she should stay. He needs to go. Yes. She needs a better this. She needs a better yes. that. She ne- no. The two of them have to go. They were in bed together. Get not literally get yeah. gone before that starts. <laughs> no, I, no. Yeah. Um, but no, they, they have to. That has to go now. It's all done. Mm. But that's that's some of what was going on. It's still going on now because I believe certain people around the country, uh, around the world, are waking up. I'm mm. ignoring some of the funny stuff that's being said <laughs> to me right now. But that's just. A, a, it's been an amazing mm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. Since around about quarter to quarter to four, mm-hmm. with all these things coming, but I think what we're also now seeing, we've we talked about this for these new people that came in just because of Jodie Whittaker, and we know the um, social groups that they are very they call themselves activists. They're not. Mm-hmm. I think they will now start to depart the show, and we might just be left with good old fashioned fans like mm-hmm. us who understand the yeah. science fiction and fantasy show. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think mm-hmm. now we will need to keep. Um, on with this because we're going to have to rebuild the brand, especially if there is a British public. There's another one here that made me think of you, Simon, from this Twitter. And I'm going to mention this gentleman's name from Twitter. This is Ryan, Ryan T. Uh oh, all the Blu ray box sets are going to change. We're all in trouble. <laughs> and there you go. There's, there's some woke watch for you. Thank you. Thank you for that, JT. There's Doctor Who fans thinking of our shelves, thinking of our shelf porn. Yeah. Ian, Ian, a lot of the things that you've said over the last few months on this entire subject, and not just about Doctor Who, but about the TV industry and mm. about uh, the, the phenomenon, could you call it, of, of, the, uh, of the culture war that we're in the middle of now. 
a lot of what JT has discovered in just the last few hours, this is just a few hours from when we're streaming now live, mm-hmm. that confirms everything that you've been saying, doesn't it? Of course it does. I'm yeah. really wrong. <laughs> but you know, but you know what, right? I know, I know, I know you're J- yeah. so modest, you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know what, right? JT's going to disagree with me here. I know he is. So brace yourself, JT. Brace yourself. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Seriously, guys. Look, look at that with Java being there. Be careful what you're saying, Mr. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, right. Listen. Listen, guys. Seriously, this could have worked. It could have worked if they did it right, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They stuck all that stuff in. They got someone that, that wrote like a five-year-old. They got inexperienced people in. It was just a nightmare. Oh, it was oh, absolutely a nightmare. So what are you saying could have worked? What could this, have worked? The, whole, the whole female doctor thing could have worked if, if the agenda thing was... Like, for instance, they cast Hayley Atwell as the doctor, and they didn't have Chibnall, and they had some really good showrunner mm. that knew science fiction, like Doctor Who. Mm. She wore a dress. <laughs> she looked feminine. She had the right costume. It could have worked. Mm. And a bra worked. and everything. Exactly, need one. Exactly, but it could have. And she had a wet. She had a white t-shirt. <laughs> but you know what, Ian? I am going to disagree with you because it's still would have gone over fifty years of character building of established male character. Okay. Yes, he can change his face, but he is a male of his species. And I agree. What, I agree. What's happened with this yeah. is that we. This has just proven that this role you know is not a female role and there's nothing wrong as we've established on the show before with male roles and female roles and this continual i mean we've now heard this week as well is that rumpole of the bailey is now coming back as a woman when is this gender swapping madness going to stop you know i've told you before i'm waiting for the call to say justin please come in and uh, and audition for the first ever male miss marple i'm there i'm ready i've got the i've got the handbag i've got the lovely hat but you know when is it and why is it always the male roles that are gender swapped the female yeah Look, you BBC, Ho- Hollywood, that. knock it off. I mean, I, I saw the Ghostbusters trailer the other day, and I was—I love Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and I watched the trailer with trepidation. I mean, I'm a—I'm a grown man of 51 years old, and I'm—I'm I'm going. Oh, do I want to watch it? Do I want to watch it? Because yeah. it's probably going to be woke. Afraid <laughs> to hit play. Afraid to yes. Hit play. <laughs> That's where they've put me now. It's absolutely bloody ridiculous. It is a good day. It's a good day for us because they're both. It's a great here. day. But my Cheers heart, again. my heart is 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 kind of like sad because that it even means one or two things. One, they'll replace it with another woman, and we'll just go back to square one. And two, they'll 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 not make it and leave it for a long time, and I'd miss it. You know, I, I, I want to see real Doctor Who. You know, I genuinely don't think they'll leave no. it for a long time, simply because. It, the BBC know, like I said earlier, it's such an important brand to them. They yeah. don't, they, they, they dare to leave it for too long. They're not going to leave it for years and years and years. Well, like well, well no, it's like, it's like, it's like I say, it's like I say now, let's think about production. We actually have Doctor Who next year, allegedly. We've got the Jodie Whittaker, Chris Chibnall Doctor Who finishing next year, which is 2022. Correct me? 2022. But they're not making anything next year. So that's the year they take the break. Yes. To sort it out, write the scripts, get the Doctor, get the Companion, build the TARDIS, get the Daleks sorted, blah, 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 blah. And then go into production for 2023. As a viewer, we shouldn't see any change apart from a new series. Behind the scenes is where they should be hit more. And I think that's yeah. what's going to happen now. I think they'll go, new auditions, new start, blah, 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 blah. Next year, 
change, change, change. 2023, and the big year. That's when I think he'll come. He will come back. And from somebody, from the perspective of Matt, who you have stayed away for this entire era, haven't you, Matt? You haven't yep. seen any of the Jodie Whittaker episodes at all. No. So if, Wise move. when, <laughs> pot- potentially, if this begins again, you can, you, you know, you can sort of over time, they could just pick it up at a point where. You you won't necessarily feel like you've missed three series worth, but there hasn't been a great deal to to see in those thirty odd episodes. So you could potentially just pick it up again, couldn't you? If it if it takes your fancy. But we've got a question here from Alison Stevenson, Matt, in the in the chat. I want to ask you this one first: Do we think Doctor Who is on life support, and this next chapter is a last chance to save the show? You know, I think if if an, a new showrunner is 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 announced. Um, depend even despite what the next doctor will be, we really have to get behind them and really mm. hope that they mm. actually do what we wanted them to do in the first place mm. and don't preach mm. to us, yeah. don't you know, n- no political activism, nothing like that, just good stories. I agree, and mm. to, to be a good producer, and really, we need to get behind them and just. Hope for the best, yeah. but if it does take a rest, if that's if, up to the... if Matt, we'll be able to tell, won't we, whether their intentions are pure or or not? I think probably mm. quite early, won't we? Yeah, well, yeah, very much so. It, once, it was also once, just... sorry. sorry once we reveal the once they reveal the Doctor and everything, then we'll see. That'll be very quickly to see what sort of direction they're going to go in. From our point of view, though, it depends because I think they may actually have someone in the frame um, who's actually in the mix right now. And if he is approached and he's he's not doing anything else, because I know he's also involved in a discovery of witches, Mm -hmm. which is hugely popular on Sky Television Series 3 coming very, very soon. Which is a Bad Wolf production, that show. With Julian. I have been been saying now for weeks that they should give Doctor Who to Bad Wolf Productions to make, but there's a lot of people involved. Jack Thorne, is it Jack Thorne who's involved in that? Yeah, but I would would say he's also this this gentleman who I think they may turn to, you know, could also be working on the Blu-rays on the special features right now, and have also possibly have written for Doctor Who in the last few years, oh, okay. and could show signs of being able to say, I've heard the fan base, I think yeah, I know where yeah. it's gone wrong, I I and I know how I would do it. Maybe and if, it, and if it's him... But in many, I mean, well, in many ways, I'm agreeing totally with what Richard is saying on screen mm. at the moment. We need a new Hinchcliffe. Oh, bless and let's not forget, Hinchcliffe didn't know anything at all about the show. He was just a damn good producer. And he, he had very a young, damn good he? script writer. He was very young. very young. Yeah. He was very, very young, young, wasn't he, Simon? And people sometimes forget that about Philip Hinchcliffe. Yeah, absolutely. He was very young. I think late, late, late 20s, about 27. And he, okay, he had a very experienced, as I say, um, script, script editor in Robert Holmes. But he himself was, was very young and very inexperienced in Doctor Who. And so my feeling personally is we need to get away from anybody really that has a connection with Doctor Who. We've got to get back to somebody who's just a damned good yeah. script writer. I'd normally agree with you, Simon, but right now the show is in so much poo. <laughs> it's in so much poo. I think they will go to somebody who, and of course, Philip, of course, was on staff. 
Whereas they don't yeah. have that luxury now in the BBC because no. everybody's carted in, you know, and then mm. taken out on a hearse. But, you know, it's a case now where um, I think they will probably look around to say, right, actually, we've got, you know, if, 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 I, if I was to do it, I would look. And that's why I'm thinking it might be PT, who's, mm. who's a prime candidate, because he's in there already and he's, yeah. he, he's, he's done work. And if he's free and if he bloody well wants to, because I think it's a bit of a poison chalice now as well. Yeah, it is. Sarah, again, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, it is hard, isn't it? For all, you know, we're talking now another two or three years away. But as mm -hmm. Doctor Who fans, I think generally as a breed, Doctor Who fans are quite optimistic people. Who who uh, believe in the who are very creative people and believe in the possibilities for the show. So it's very difficult, isn't it? Even after just a few hours, not to start assembling your fantasy picks about who you want to take yeah, the show. It is, it, it's a very odd thing. I mean, we had the wilderness years before, and you know, well, I, was, I was too young to remember. But it, it's different. This rub it in, Sarah. Go on. So but that's the last time it went on hiatus you didn't have the bbc saying go away we don't want you anymore and i think i think you know people have got a long memory mm. um especially dr who fans who can remember you know plot holes from the 70s and the 80s <laughs> they're not yeah. going to forget about you know being called racist and sexist for the past the, four no, years. The, That's the, true. the first true. thing we need is someone to what they need to say. The very first things that come out mm. of their mouths when if a new producer and that is announced is going to be in instrumental in getting the fandom back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I think that, and that, like you yep. were saying, Matt, before, that is how we will know. Yeah, you know, if the heart's in the right place, and this it's yeah. it's the no, fans first. So no virtue signalling. Just come in, take the job with the best pure intentions, and get to fucking work saving yes. this national. Oh dear, you're swearing. Yeah, bringing it back to life. It is <laughs> a sense of urgency. It really is. I don't know about you know. Uh, we were asked in the chat by Alison earlier on about the last the last chance. This show has got a lot of lives, but I think yeah, it's not the last. No, it can be rebuilt, just like Steve Austin. The BBC have taken this show for granted, haven't they? And you know, you've said yes. very vocally yes, they absolutely. don't even like the show. They don't. And I think for fans, I don't think fans particularly take it for granted. But we do. I think maybe sometimes we sort of veer into that. Some of us may veer into that. I don't care what yeah. anyone says, right? The Doctor can be saved. Doctor Who, this, the yeah. the actual show itself, yeah, can it be can. saved. Yeah. It can be saved. Yeah. There's yeah. thousands of ways to to actually destroy what Chibnall did. Thousands oh, yes. and thousands of different re just reasons it. why. I just I just yeah. made this point on uh, the yeah. Doctor Who touch stream was you know it, any showrunner coming in can just make their own mark like. What happened with Russell T. Davis? You know, he just came and said, Right, all mm. the time lords are dead, there is no Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah but and he did it with respect, didn't he? He did yeah. it with respect. Yeah, and also, to, yeah, Pathos he kept, story. he kept, yeah, he kept mm. the story of, of Doctor Who, he kept the tone of Doctor Who, he had mm. respect for Doctor Who, he knew where he was going with yeah. this. 
So it wasn't like he was retconning the whole thing. And it was a good idea for him to be alone in the universe because it made his character, Chris Eccleston's character, work much better. Than yeah. <laughs> well, well more, more importantly, it brought back the British public and a new generation of the British public. Yeah. And, and, that's, and I'm always going to go on about the British public because as fans, we forget yes. this is a show paid for by the public that has yes. to be watched for by the British public. If they don't watch it like they are now... It's in trouble, like yeah. it is because, now. And then the whole, we miss out because there's no show. Because yeah. the whole point yeah. is, we as, we, as, we as hardcore fans are in the absolute tiny minority that make Absolutely. a of Doctor Who. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I say whoever comes in next just ignores what Chibnall has done yeah. because the public don't give a damn. They don't no, care. They don't, they don't care need it explaining. They don't need it retrofitting. They don't need it. They don't, well, they don't know about it, do they? We've seen that today on the on the social media. As I said, we've had members of the public on various uh, newspaper platforms in Britain saying, is that still on? They're not yeah. going to give a toss. You know, you, I... you, could, you could take Jodie Whittaker out of the lineup and no one will know. They don't need it explaining to them. They don't need it justifying. They just want some good stories, and that's yeah. all the show. Exactly, exactly. This is but, but, what but, they want. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. Doc yes. the doctor was always either a grandfather, a father, a friend. Do you know what I mean? Every male that played the doctor was that kind of a person. He, he always came across to me as a father or, a, you know, some a parent that looked after his companions. Yeah. There was never anything. But that's again, that, that again is why I, Okay, let's yeah. get that right. And that, very that, English, that. very English, so, like it yes. comes from Cambridge British. or something. Yeah. Sorry, British, sorry, sorry, mate, sorry. Yeah, no, no, all I, all I say, that's why I personally don't feel it was ever going to work with a female in the role because it, it just messed up the dynamics yes. of yeah. the show. What you're talking about with a female in the role is a completely different show, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's completely valid, but it's not this show. And so you, no. they messed up the dynamics of the characters of the interactions. They blew what you've just so beautifully described, which is this 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 male figure who's kind of your best friend, your favourite mm. uncle, the the, mm. the, the the your dad, your granddad. Yes. It, it was the correct dynamic for this show, and that's why it was never going to work with a female in the role. Mm. Lost from day one. Not only that, but he added three companions as well. Yeah, and that blew me. Yeah. That blew my mind because I was like, "Well, it really didn't work in the day." Well, well it's like he like was hacking back and doing better than J and Well, a basic, as a basic level, this is a writer <laughs> who's found it impossible to build one of those four characters. Just one. He couldn't even build an incarnation of the lead character. And every through every episode of series 12, okay, he didn't write them all, but he show ran them all. Every episode of series 12, these these companions, which he created, he moved them off centre stage at every, every chance that he could to bring in quasi-companions, his next toy to bring out of the box. That is how inept he is at bringing at building characters. Mm -hmm. We have we've got one more link I wanted to talk about everybody because this came out a little later, a little later in the day. We've got some more, lots more conversation. Keep the chat messages coming. Please share your joy. We're with I don't you. Know. I think that's insulting way. to children's entertainers, though. <laughs> Jody is a children's entertainer. I don't think she. I don't get your balloons out, Jody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek, Derek Brady. Derek Brady's watching in the chat. Hi, good to Hi, see Derek. you, Derek. Where he, he says, well, when McCoy's worst season outsells Jody's, 
on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Volume. I've just yeah. bought that, and I really, really, I really hate that yeah. season. Well, we covered this, Matt. When season 24 was uh, was announced, we covered the fact that it sold, outsold Jodie Whittaker's box sets combined. <laughs> what does that we tell have, you? We have one. We have one more. We have one more link here, and it is. This is from the Radio Times and Hugh oh, yeah. Fullerton. Everybody. <laughs> oh, good old Hugh Hello, Hugh. The biggest chill in gig media. Who writes? For, well. I must say, writes, kind of writes, he types out words, whatever. And he says that the BBC confirms announcement of, in inverted commas, the new generation of Doctor Who is coming soon. So this came a little later from Hugh Fullerton over at the Radio Times, and it says that Doctor Who star and lead writer... Oh, off, that image. Oh, Dan, did you have to? Off. <laughs> we'll be scrolling past it in a minute. But their, but their replacements will be coming in due course. Due course, I mean, that depends on what you view mm. as due course. But here we go. Mm. We've got It's Official. Jody is leaving alongside Chris Chibnall, and he gives us a rerun of the things that we had earlier mm. on. Before leaning into this, we will announce plans for the new generation of Doctor Who in due course. Watch this space. That comes from the BBC. Mm. And Hugh offers this as the direct mm. counter to the fan mm. instinct that the show could be rested or cancelled. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say all that we get that is new is that we will announce plans for the new generation of Doctor Who in due course. And then the stuff about this more that scares me. Doctor, blah, 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 blah. That scares so, me. Yeah. Totally now, me. when this came when this came out, Ian, this in due mm. course thing, let's get that past that picture again for Sarah there. Yeah. So yes, when this came out about in due course, many people out there I took this as confirmation that there was Doctor Who was still in production. There wasn't going to be any kind of blip, any any kind of gap. And we're going to get, and more to the point, there are people out there who believe that this means that we are about to get within a week, two weeks, within a month or two, a new name for showrunner and a new Doctor cast. I, I think that is a big reach on those three words in due course. Yeah. Ian, what, what do you think about this? I, that, it scares I me because I think it doesn't, and when it does come back, we're not going to be happy because of because of the BBC. BBC is going mm. is determined to destroy Doctor Who, and they're going to mm. come back with either someone that's gay or another woman that's totally wrong for the part. I know this is going to happen. But what about so the, prepare, prepare what, yourselves, what, guys? What about the time? I don't scales, care if they're though. gay, just as long as okay. they don't call them the gay doctor. We have been over this already, but what I'm what I'm more yeah. talking about is the, mm. the timing, is the timing of it in due course. Bear in mind, and I'm gonna state this again, and I've said this all over social media for the last few weeks, and I maintain that there has been no series 14 of Doctor Who confirmed mm. yet no series has been commissioned no further season of doctor who has been commissioned mm. by piers wenger now all we have from him there is the new generation of doctor who sounds dubious well, makes, to me that makes me wonder because broadcasting is we're, now we're talking about a series that well we're talking about a new version of doctor who that may that's not going to be brought to a, a screen for at least two maybe even three years. 
Look at how much broadcasting has changed in the last two yeah. or three years. How much how much iPlayer iPlayer sorry is becoming. Yeah, you know, the BBC have, have been very vocal that their desire is for iPlayer to become the the main shop window for all BBC content, the first yeah. destination. Yeah. And a lessening, that will happen, yeah. a lessening of the TV channels. So mm. what I'm thinking is that with BBC Studios becoming mm. more and more and more the BBC, with the licence fee itself in jeopardy, which of course would lead nicely mm. into the uh, BBC Studios as a commercial mm. entity taking mm. centre stage. A new generation of Doctor Who may not necessarily be as a TV show. All we know that all we know mm. is that the brand, just as you said, JT, the brand of Doctor Who isn't dead. They're going to do something with it, but that That's may not of. necessarily mm. that may not necessarily be a series fourteen. It may not be a mm. series at all. It could be TV movies. It could be a theatrical mm. movie because BBC Studios are making mm. films all the time, aren't they, JT? So I just want to put that out there mm. that just because the Doctor Who brand, the IP, will have a new generation, a next incarnation. That doesn't necessarily mean that a series fourteen will be forthcoming, Simon. Yeah, Am I and I think for me, out of that that you've just shown, to me, the key words there are new generation. They're not in. It's not in due course. Yeah. It's this new generation. They're already within hours of making this announcement. Already, I feel the branding being put out there. Doctor Who the new generation do you know what i mean it almost yeah. feels like they've already got their eye on the next thing and and i can't help wondering if if mm. 2023 being the 60th anniversary it's the prime point at which to launch doctor who the new generation and and i say that in a sense of cynicism don't get me wrong i'm not yes. i'm not yeah. i'm not purport supporting that idea but you can feel it can't you, you can feel the way they're thinking behind the screens uh, behind the scenes rather and as i say sees uh, the 60th anniversary is the perfect time at which to do that i i think you're reading too much into it i've heard the terms new generation to doctor who three times um once 1989 but a certain person at the BBC who acts the show um, <laughs> said the new generation of Doctor Who, we're working on the new, the next generation of Doctor Who, where, where it's going to be. The second time I heard it was from Sylvester McCoy. I wish the next generation of Doctor Who the very best of luck as he handed the key over to Paul McGann. And the third time I heard it in, location, in relation to Doctor Who was when Moffat took over from Russell T. Davis. And Russell T. Davis said something along the very similar lines of, uh, I wish Moffat's next generation. It's just a way of talking about the next set of production team coming through. Yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with Star Trek, the next generation. I don't think it's anything to do with, with aiming towards the next. I think it's mainly, I think it's basically just old grammar in the English language to say, here's a new set of production team coming in. Here's the next lot. But the reason I'm saying the reason I'm saying it could be significant is simply because I genuinely think the BBC behind the scenes are talking. They are panicking. Yeah. They know um, they're stuffed up, and Simon, they know they've kind of got to come out with a new generation. Yeah, Simon, do you think um, Piers, what's his name, Wanker? Wenger. No, Wanker. 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 Uh, Wanker. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon he? He behind the scenes, he called them all into the office and yes. said, "Look, this isn't working. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. You guys have to go. 
right? Yes. Um, uh, and, and then spoke oh, to him about yeah. it and said, right, we'll let you go, but we won't make it out that you failed. We'll you, yeah. we'll write yeah. a little note for you, like the one that JT wrote out and gave mm. it to Chibnall, say, read that out. Do you know what mm. I mean? And, yes. you know, goodbye, you happened. know. You reckon that's I, what happened? Oh, okay. I genuinely, not necessarily that he took them all into the one office and they all sat down to it, but I think that, yeah, it was basically, it, it, they might have done it in a slightly more subtle way, but I think, yes, mm. I honestly think the BBC have finally got the message that it's not working. They're, they, they're, they're not stupid. They're, they're a multi-billion pound blue chip organisation. They know mm. how these things work. And they're not going to want one of their biggest brands to dine, so they're not going to be afraid to say to yeah. Chibnall, "I'm sorry, it ain't mm. working, mate," mm. and you've got to get rid of. They, they did it with they did it with um, with Colin Baker. They they mm. said you've yeah. got to get rid of your lead actor. Um, mm. And I think that yes, it's it's mm. just been talked about behind the scenes, and they've they've agreed it's not working. You've all got to go. We're, we're I, yeah. I heard the best part of a year ago and this is from an this is from a, a an authority that i trust implicitly that they have known that it's not worked for some time a year 18 months mm. but that they have and had they had maybe they maybe they're enlightened now but certainly 18 months ago mm. they knew it hadn't worked and they had no idea why not yeah, they were completely clueless as to why this had not been a commercial and critical success. Line. They but must it's have like been I, really stupid if they didn't know why it wasn't yeah. working for God's sake. But it's like, it's like I would agree. Said, I've said many, many times before the BBC have never truly understood what they've got in front of them. They don't know what to do with it. They've never known since 1963. <laughs> yeah, they've not known what to do the, with the, it. They, they know they're somehow caught lining in a bottle. They don't know how they did it, and they don't know what to do with it. The difference is this time round, Dan, uh, to, to, yes. to address your point there, is that we know that various people at the BBC, especially in BBC Studios, are watching YouTube. Doctor yes. Who Hello. is trending Bye, all the time. We we know that they watch that. We know they watch this show. Mm -hmm. We know that they watch um, all the other shows that are going on. Mm -hmm. As and and Gary and and Rabbi and everybody. There's loads of us. You know, there's loads. Mm -hmm. of, and we know they do watch these things. That's the difference this time around. They've gone on to see all these shows. They've heard all this. And somebody somewhere has gone back and been brave enough to go through to the authorities at the BBC and say, we have an issue. And it's yeah. taken that amount of time because everybody yeah. was in contract. Yeah. Uh, we know that this version of Doctor Who has had its head very much in the ground when it comes to everything that's outside. That we, Dan mentioned the other day on the other show the other day, they live in a bubble. They have been yeah. doing but studios can't, and we they, they've reacted, and it's just taken time to get the message through. Well, if when you're I... watching, I'm available. As yes. show <laughs> you don't mind. Oh, new new <laughs> show reel on the way for Ian David Diaz. When I, when I read that in due course, I and I'm an optimist, everybody, by nature. I sincerely am. I come in here and moan about Doctor Who for the <laughs> But I'm an optimist by nature. But when I hear those three words, in due course, I am reminded of a press release that the BBC put out 30 years, just over 30 years ago now, mm -hmm. that said, I think it was Peter Cregeen, who at the time was the head of series right. at the BBC. Mm -hmm. yeah. He said mm -hmm. that the BBC was, it, that it could, uh, that Doctor Who was obviously off air, and his quote was that they were looking at the best way to take Doctor Who through the 90s. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. to me... That is a. I'm not saying it's going to take six years this time, yeah. but I think it's a similar kind of statement. Not to frighten the horses, the show isn't taxed, but it hasn't been commissioned. 
And mm. just so don't panic everybody because this is this is one of their biggest IPs. This is something that can be turned around, maybe even maybe maybe even sort of reverse engineered. So they mm. fix the merchandising line first. That certainly explain why the annual has got this sort of <laughs> this yeah. not uh, as if to not offend anybody kind of look. And and you know what? I'm I lived through the wilderness years, as a great many of us did. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, you know, I'd like for Doctor Who to come back before I, before I'm drawing my pension, before I've got a bus pass. Don't get me wrong, but I think there, are, there, worse, there are worse fates, Ian, than, than the show spending three or four years off screen, or even, or even longer. You know what, right? I hope those are rockets. Three rockets that's hit her in the hand and hit her in the head. <laughs> oh, dear. And, yes. and then she doesn't come back ever. I'm glad <laughs> you they... mentioned that. Because I, that wanted to ask, I just wanted to ask out there, because uh, JT and I both had the idea at the same time to use this piece of fan art as our mm. promo image for this, for this really quite quickly put together live stream that we brought you this evening uh, but this image is one that we've seen around for three or four years oh, I yeah. think as soon as the costume was announced and i sincerely between us jt and i neither of us knew who the original artist was behind this piece we've now got, mm -hmm. got up there got up on screen but i'd like mm -hmm. to know if anybody out there in the chat or watching mm -hmm. this video knows later please let us know get in touch we'd like to credit this artist mm -hmm. because this piece gets used a lot and it's all becoming, the time <laughs> it's becoming iconic in its own right and i think it does i think it's summed up the appetite of the fandom for a very long time and you're going to see it used a lot more over the coming months months Jeff. absolutely yeah, probably, yeah. i want to, i want to see the that tardis interior blown up <laughs> oh well yeah i think that'll be i think that'll be the third thing to go actually after these two that's going to be the third thing but yeah let's see and, and i think that that um that picture when we find out the artist yeah we will give him a credit but that picture is, uh, is available on our on the uh, facebook uh type 40 pages please everybody get it onto your social media let's get this word round let's celebrate yeah. this fantastic achievement and let's hold it there for a whole year let's keep dra dragging it out and dragging it out and dragging it. Yeah. going back to the point we were making before guys as well about all, all this and stuff don't forget that last year we had a, tr a whole merchandising thing that flopped as well that would have had a big impact Big time, Lord Victorious. Um, and, and, and remember, we were talking about this thing. What's it for? What's it for? In hindsight, now, I think it takes on a whole new meaning with what we what we're learning today. You know, yeah. I mean that that could have been a real sort of. Are they still out there? What's going on? Looking at the studies here, that could you know, it's 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 things that go like in my head. Yeah. Naturally, this story is going to roll on. It's very mm. early days. This story broke less than a day ago. We're going to continue to follow it, not just on <laughs> Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, but also here on the Facebook channel on Type 40 Live. We're going to bring you everything that we hear, all our instincts, all the gossip, <laughs> all the speculation, and the best futures for the show that our imaginations can come up with Yay! this has been Yay! a very very happy day for for all joyous we hope that you guys if you've had a couple of drinks you know we can hardly blame you i want to talk very quickly though before we go about a message i'm going to put it put it up on chat now from garbage who's been watching on youtube garbage, garbage. says i heard a company had paid for series 14 and 15 of doctor who wasn't it HBO? Now, we get asked this quite a lot. Mm. I think all of us have been asked this quite a lot about mm. the about the HBO deal and the China deal. 
We'd all heard about this. Not the COVID the deal, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so several, and this is garbage. I don't know if you ever saw this. Maybe you've forgotten. But we, you know, I actually researched this myself. There is no such thing as the HBO deal. There never was. There was never any anything. There was never a China deal either. You can find out all the details. If you go back through the playlist to a previous Type 40 Live live stream, you'll see us go through forensically and track that rumor, completely disprove it. There was never a deal. Nobody had ever paid for Series 14 mm. and 15 of Doctor Who. Trust mm. us on that. You can take that to the bank. We went through it in mm-hmm. fine in fine detail. And we'll try and find out which stream that was and bring it back yeah. to you guys. And it was another first for this show. It, mm-hmm. we, it we Another one. I mean, come on. Why isn't the entire universe following this show and watching <laughs> the <laughs> exactly. We're just exactly. bloody brilliant. <laughs> Simon. I, I just want to say, and I know you'll say this anyway, Dan, but I just want to say thank you to all you guys in the chat because your comments, we haven't had a chance to put many of them up today. But honestly, I've been looking at all of them as I've been going through, and you guys have come up with some brilliant comments out there today. So thank you to you because you've done a brilliant job. Well done, Facebookers. And just some top comments today. So thank you. Yay. Because they've amused me. It's it amused you. I'm glad something amused you <laughs> at this time in the evening. You know, to join together and have something. No happen. worries, Simon. Here, I. That's from PD Rich. We have. I love all of you from Mega the Extremist. We, oh, we love you. Oh, that's so cool. Derek Brady says he's having a celebratory drink tomorrow evening because he's babysitting tonight. Right. That means you can just get more in. Get down the offy. Well, just sell the just sell the kids and get the off the end. I mean, what's he talking about? Alison Stevenson says, oh, "I'm all good. Thanks for asking." So there are people people catching up in the chat as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the talents of Wayne Chiang says, uh, "Thanks for the impromptu, impromptu stream, guys. Very enjoyable. Cheers, chat. Take care. Thank we you, couldn't Tom. agree more. Thank you, everybody who's joined us. Uh, yeah, quick, a quick, uh, quick turnaround. Yeah, short notice for this yeah. big live stream." Oh, before we go, I've got to understand, did you get the order in for the party poppers? (laughs) <laughs> well, we're going to need gonna... a truckload let's be honest we are you, you we are. leave it with we'll me get the champagne and ice. we will be sorted well, this is just the start of our celebration i think jt i think it is because we've got the countdown now haven't we i'm mm. I, I mean even i'm quite interested <laughs> i will not be watching the the stuff that's going out this year that can go to hell yeah. i certainly won't watch the first two but we do know that her her last episode is going to be august next year which is uh, I think abroad, you widows call it the fall. Uh, in in uh, the homeland here, we call it autumn. Um, and so that's that. So that's going to be that. That's when we need the party poppers. That's when we all need yeah. to get together. That's when we need to watch the thing live. I might even watch it as well, just to say, how oh, wasn't that rubbish? That's yeah. a big one. Matt Pot, thank you for joining us for the first time here on Type 40 Life, from all the way from Tasmania. Yeah. I know it's slightly different for you because you haven't been watching them either. Are you tempted to tune in and see how it all ends, or are you just going to wait until the next the next version comes along? I'm waiting until uh, the doctor shows up. Yeah! yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Good man. <laughs> Thanks That's for joining funny. us, Matt. While we've got uh, you here, you've just launched your own YouTube channel. Do you want to tell the people out there watching where they can find you and hear more and see more of you? Uh, well, if you look down here and you just type this down into YouTube search bar, you will find <laughs> me and my own channel. And I've actually just done a Doctor Who 
Um, straight up, not straight. Now you tell me, Matt. I've got to search it out now, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. It's already getting very popular. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You'll have to get Mega Geeky on it because he's on everything. Oh, that's right. I know. He's on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a rash. Go find Matt. Go find Matt Pop, the naughty boy here on YouTube channel. Just launched. Get on board with him now on this creative journey. Sarah, you made you made some maniacal YouTube the other day, didn't you? You were really? took the part. That's a big word for this summer night. It, it, it really is. My eyes are watering just thinking about how it's spelled, Simon. I don't. Amazing. <laughs> Amazed, I got it out. So, yes, you've you've yes. been you've been cast as the master. You made the you made the I video did. the other day. Did you remind people what it is and where they can find it? It's a channel called The Script Doctors that's been created by our very own uh, Mr. Hyde, otherwise known as the Geek Inside. I think he was in the chat, uh, and he had this wonderful idea that every month Doctor Who fans come together and we do a script read. So we've been working so every month. So we started from Hartnell and we. Currently got to Megan and we did the TV movie. Oh. And we have props, we have ad libs, we get a few digs in at Chibnall. Um, yeah, and it's like I Panto was, then. Yeah, a bit like Panto, yeah. <laughs> YouTube Panto with a Doctor Who twist, and we improved the TV movie. And I was Eric Roberts' monster. Ah. <laughs> so if you want, if you want to see me. In a leather jacket and sunglasses, trying to be. Oh yeah, I think I do. (laughs) Please, please check out the script, doctors. On the geek, so type in the Geek Inside channel, and it should be the. Is there anything under the leather jacket, Sarah? Well, you'll have to find out. (laughs) Tune in. The the scene, the um, I always dress for the occasion scene. It's very interesting. Oh really? Does it all get a bit? Does it all get a bit Rocky Horror? JT, you mentioned the Type 40 Facebook group earlier on. People can always catch up with you over there, can't they? Um, if they're da- if they're feeling dangerous, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Simon, of course, you've got the Hoonatics Facebook group. I would imagine yeah. that's all all a buzz today too. Woo-hoo! Absolutely, everybody's excited. So go and go yeah. and carry on the party on the Hoonatics Facebook page. Wonderful stuff, Ian. Where can people? You do get around, you know, in the nicest possible way. Matt's onto something. But where can people hear and see more of you over the next few days? Well, I, I'm definitely going to go on Matt's channel soon. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but, well, I've got my own channel called Rebecca Gold Channel. Everybody knows it's a web series. If you get a chance, watch it. And uh, yeah, no, I look forward to. You know what? Today was so fun because I remember when I got word that was happening. I immediately went on my computer and almost everyone I knew was doing something on Doctor Who. And, and everyone I clicked on, they were so happy. They were like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. They're all, and it's yeah. a joyous, joyous day for real Doctor Who fans. Good day. I mean, this is yeah. this is going to go down in history now. I mean, it's no longer the day that Charles and I got married in 1981, 40 <laughs> years ago today. This is the rebirth now. This is the day that Whittaker and Chibnall officially announced they were leaving the show Look, and leaving our of- show hopefully back yeah. to us. A lot of Wizard I, of Oz references too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to extend sing. all our, our love and best wishes and feeling out there to all of the other creators, content makers out here on YouTube who've been making Doctor Who videos and live streams 
all day. Various people are friends all over this platform. Yeah. Lots of whom have been in touch, invited various ones of us onto stream with them too. Hopefully, mm -hmm. I'll be catching up with some of you in the next week, two weeks, over the next few months, where we can speculate about this. But yeah. I think I love being on this platform. I know you guys do too. Stick with more <laughs> type 40 live. We may even do what JFO is suggesting here in the chat now. JFO says we need a Facebook live reaction to the Jody regeneration episode. I'm up for that. I can I'm up for that as well, actually. That'd be a laugh. When Jody regenerates. So maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we maybe we could go with that. But yeah, That's not the yeah. only way you'll get me to watch it. <laughs> me too <laughs> but yeah as if i have to keep saying it please like the video share it along to people if you think if you've heard things here that you haven't yes, heard please, elsewhere please. because we've been we have been right all year about this so share the video along mm -hmm. subscribe to the channel for more of this kind of banter and a more sensible hour and you hit the little <laughs> bell to get hit the cluster <laughs> bell to get those notifications about when we are doing it next yeah, I think that does wrap us up this evening. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining me on, on this stream, this late night stream. It's the first time we've done this. I couldn't have done it without you sincerely. And everybody watching in the chat, sleep well, Doctor Who fandom. We have earned, we've earned this day. And yeah. <laughs> heaven knows what's coming next. But I think that Doctor Who is back with, well, imminently back with its fan base and maybe there are more possibilities now than there have been proper, creative, pure possibilities for this, uh, yes. this modern mythology, yes, the character yes. that we all love mm -hmm. going forward. Yeah, keep believing, everybody, and mm -hmm. stay in touch. Drop us a comment about what we've been saying, whether you, whether you agree or not. Obviously, there are people out there who may, who may be sad that this era is coming to a close. Mm -hmm. I sympathize. I empathize. You're welcome here too. It really isn't anything personal. And when your doctor leaves the screen, obviously we all understand and we're here for you too. So yeah, come along to Type 40 Live. Everybody's genuinely welcome. That's it for now though. Thank you everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Those shows are a blast to make. We'll be putting more of them out too here on the Type 40 feed. But if you want to catch Type 40 Live, literally live, Join in with the comments on YouTube and Facebook and wherever. Head over to YouTube, search for The Spacebook, and there we are. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the little cloister bell. Then you'll get all the notifications on when we'll be live streaming next. We always have the time. If you have the space here at Type 40, thanks for listening. More soon. Take care. Bye-bye. A Doctor Who podcast is a space book production for the Fandom Podcast Network with music by Problem Being.